Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And uh, martial arts are, of course, uh, some of the oldest disciplines known to man and have become big business in the sports world, in particular the sweet science and the more recently mixed martial arts with the UFC running the highest level of combat sports organization on the planet. Uh, like in uh, many world sports, New Zealand punches uh, way above uh, our weight. Um, that's a very poor pun. Uh, some of the most uh, exciting combat athletes are bred and trained here. Uh, City Kickboxers flyweight contender Kai Kaura France headlines the next UFC fight card in Las Vegas on the 4th of June, so about uh, 10 days away, on his way back to a title match. And tonight, of course, having been reduced to midweek status, former WBO world heavyweight uh, champion Joseph Parker continues his quest back to a title on a card that also features a standout prospect, David Nika. Uh, joining us now to talk about the uh, prospects of what's coming up uh, is uh, our, what who we regard as our combat sports doy, and I think as CKB's trainer and former world kickboxing champion, Lightning Mike Angove. Good morning to you, Mike. Yes, for Joseph Parker, uh, it's Fainga Apello tonight. Uh, tell us about the prospects of this fight, please. Yeah, interesting fight. I mean, Joe will be in the very rare case where he will be the bigger man. Uh, Palo's basically an in-fighter. He wants to get inside and throw punches and bunches. Um, Joe should be too much just in terms of uh, both experientially. He's the quicker fighter with his hands. Um, and he can also live off the jab if, if he chooses to. Um, we haven't seen it in recent times, but Joe does have um, you know, a, a very good jab, particularly against shorter fighters. So um, I, I expect this to be a, a solid performance for Joe. Really, they are looking for uh, they're looking for something spectacular. Out of obviously, his last bout was a little uh, underwhelming against a guy who was very defensive. Um, so they're really looking for a knockout, um, just to to get back on the the highlight reel uh, kind of performance. And uh, you know, that's what will start to sell uh, more fights for the future as he as he looks inside that top five in the heavyweight division. As I said, he's sort of a, a midweek fighter all of a sudden, which uh, is not the you know that's not the blue ribbon stuff, uh, Mike, that he's been used to in the past. If uh, this one wasn't to go well for Joe, and let's hope like hell it does, what next? Uh, look, if we can't get rid of uh, Django, um, it's not a good sign. So you know, but I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he's going to win the fight. I think he'll probably win it comfortably inside the, the first six. Um, but we, we just have to wait and see. Um, you know, Joe's not a spring chicken anymore. Um, so, you know, we need to know that he's heading into the sort of renaissance of, of his career and, and looking pretty strong. But what we have to remember, too, though, is Joe has only lost uh, two elite-level guys. Um, he's lost to Joshua. Obviously, um, you know, he uh, lost his second to last outing as well against that, that monster of a man, Joe Joyce. Um, and, and he lost to Dillian. Now, I think when we go to Dillian, 
Um, we can look at the reasons why he lost, which was a concussive um, headbutt very early in the fight. So, you know, in, in that respect, um, he has only lost top-tier guys, you know, absolute top-tier, top-five guys. So, you know, he's still very much a, a player in the division. He's, at this stage, probably what you consider a, a gatekeeper for the top five, uh, but he obviously wants to launch himself back up into being a contender. What about post-Kevin Barry? Have you noticed anything markedly different in um, Joe Parker's style or uh, intent or attitude? Look, it, it, it's hard to say. He's, he's in between fights. Uh, so he's kind of in between styles in a lot of ways. Um, I've noticed he um, has started to use his angle and, and uh, you know his combination punching in terms of the angles of where he's moving a, a little better. Um, but look, by and large, it, it's it's similar. I think at the level he's at, it, it's small things um, and it, it's subtle changes. Um, you know, in many ways, um, you know, his his new coach, if you like, which is not really so new, um, is trying to introduce a slightly different strategic approach to, to the fights. But ultimately, Joe's uh, kryptonite at, at the moment is he just lacks the the finishing power at elite level. Um, he hasn't had a finish in, in quite some time, and that's really what we're looking for. Um, he needs to be sitting on his punches, and because he's not a one-punch concussive knockout artist, we need to see him using that hand speed to, to build up those uh, either surprise knockouts or the accumulation knockouts, and uh, that's what we really need to see. And we, we look, when he fought... Um, uh, Joe Joyce, he hit him enough to hurt him. He just was unable to hurt Joe Joyce. So we just need to see a, a little bit more concussion added to his strikes. What about the uh, the influence now? He's sort of being uh, caught up in the, the Gypsy King Roadshow. Um, do you think that's a good thing for Joe or a distraction as such? Um. Look, the Gypsy King Roadshow is only a distraction if you allow it to be. You know, in the same way that the Israel Sonia Roadshow could be a distraction. But, you know, I can tell you from personal experience, what goes on behind the scenes is, is very different from uh, what occurs up front. And, and I know for certain that they are training and they train very hard and they've got very smart guys in their camp. And that's what you uh, need to be concerned about. Not necessarily the periphery. Uh, not necessarily, you know, the, the fanfare and, and the buffoonery. What goes on behind closed doors that most people aren't privy to is actually what counts. And, uh, you know, if he's in a camp where he feels comfortable and he is being pushed to train hard, um, as well as having a very smart camp around him, that's what we need. Right, uh, on the card as well tonight is uh, rising prospect uh, David Nika, scheduled to fight uh, Louis Masters with a three-win, four-loss record. Uh, would you expect the same sort of dominance from Nika in this one? Yeah, uh, look, I expect David to do well. What we really need to see from David is, uh, look, we know he has the speed and the elusiveness, um, we need to see his development and his professional style. Sitting on his shots a little bit more, not getting careless and going for the knockouts, are still constructing it. But we need to see a little bit more 
concussion, if, if you like, um, with, with his shots. He's still got a, a, a very evasive, uh, I wouldn't say pit-a-pat because that's not fair, but uh, a, a volume style. Um, and he just needs to show that he can pick and choose his shots and mix between you know light and heavy. And that, that's really what we want to see. We, we know he's got the talent. It's now about developing a, a professional style. Also, we've seen him get frustrated in the past uh, when, he, when he hasn't uh, necessarily hurt people and starting to get clipped a little bit as his speed wanes, it's sort of in, in rounds three, four, five. Um, so he, he needs to show the ability to control his opponent better if it goes later um, and, and to make sure that he's, he's not getting clipped um, that he he has control. He's either shutting his guy down after he hits him, or alternatively, he's using hand controls to prevent them from punching. How high do you think uh, David's ceiling is? I mean, is he world champion material? I don't think there's any question that he's world champion material. It just depends on um, obviously it depends very much on him but he has the work ethic and the drive uh, and the talent there's no question so what it really depends on is uh, the, the trainers around him the, the camps uh, that, that he's involved in uh, in order to continue to, to evolve his game and uh, you know that's something that, that we've got to have a look at um, each fight, we need to see development. We need to see him, him progress, so some form of progression. It's not necessarily just about blasting some guy out of there. That's a false narrative that you get from boxing. But we need to see him progressing with his skills and developing a style that can defeat all comers because once you start to get into that top 15 level, they're all very well skilled across the different, across the different ranges and across the... Uh, the different, uh, I guess, positions in in the ring. So we need to see him developing those skills. Mike, in terms of uh, your stable, um, what about the the prospects, immediate prospects ahead for Junior and Hemi going forward? Uh, have they got uh, fights booked? Um, those are all those are in the negotiation at the moment. Obviously, uh, Parker's opponent Django uh, upset Hemi in the last fight. Um, and that will sit with Joe tonight, I, I, I might add, that, uh, you know, if anything, uh, we took Django lightly, and um, I, I don't think Joe Parker will do that tonight. So, you know, Hemi's on a, on a rebuild phase, obviously Junior um, as well, um, you know, particularly after the, the Lucas Brown upset. That was, a, that was a major for him. So, you know, he needs a couple of big victories against, uh, you know, well-recognised American opponents before he's back in the big money uh, fights and contentions. So a little bit of work to do there with those boys. And, um, you know, we, we just have to uh, pick the right fights and make, make sure that uh, when, when we do turn up, we, we turn up, we don't relax, we don't take anything lightly, we don't make small mistakes. Um, because at elite level that will cost you, and so that that's the challenge for those boys at the moment uh, in the rebuilding phase. Right, uh, let's uh, turn if we can to uh, the UFC side of things. Kaikara France uh, versus uh, Albasi uh, is up next on uh, the fourth of June. Kai has been uh, tearing up since the birth of his child and was put out uh, by an amazing technique in his title challenge. Uh, Albasi certainly is no easy fight for him. So, how preparations and prospects for Kai? Yeah, 
camp's going as usual. I mean, the big thing with Kai is you don't need to worry about his conditioning. You don't need to worry about his his work ethic. Um, it, it really comes down to tactics and strategy. And uh, you know, he's up against a young, hungry guy who, who's on a tear uh, at the moment. I think he's five fights undefeated uh, from from memory. Um, he's a guy who can can certainly grapple. He, he's a he's a good wrestler. Um, and, and he's also got ability in, in the striking realm. And more importantly, he's hungry and he wants to step up a level. So this is an opportunity uh, for Albazi to, to step up, to prove that he is, is ready to step into contention. For Kai, uh, it's very much an opportunity to show that there's levels to this game and uh, you're not on my level. Now, Kai mentally has made some big shifts in the past sort of 80 months to two years, and uh, he's very much a player in this division. Um, you know, and he wants to get back to that title shot. So for, for him right now, he needs to make a statement um, in a division which is starting to become more and more hotly contested. So he knows he can get back for that trilogy match against Moreno. Um, you know, but I think he, he has to get past this guy and maybe one other. Uh, there's a rematch with Brandon Royal out there uh, potentially as well. So he needs to do that in order to uh, have another shot at UFC gold. Uh, the other one on uh, the agenda is, <clears throat> of course, uh, Dan Hooker coming up as well, um, and that's uh, UFC 290 against Jalen Turner, um, and uh, this is an important one for Dan um, because he's been around the traps for a long period of time, needs, needs a win. So what are the prospects there, and how's that camp going? Look, he's, he's coming off a win. He's in the early stages of camp. Uh, Jalen Turner, I mean, Dan Hooker does not get easy fights and typically he's he's taken tough fights he's often taken them on short notice and he doesn't necessarily get uh, credit for that so uh, Hooker is one of the toughest gamest guys uh, in the UFC there's, there's no question so now that we're down with Jalen he's got a big punching extremely tall southpaw in front of him and it's a really tough fight so you know we are putting together the brain's trust and, and Dan's working hard. That's going to be an international fight week, so that, that's a big stage. For, if Dan can put Turner out, uh, that means all of a sudden he's thrusting himself back into contention. That's a big victory. If he gets rid of Turner, he's perhaps one fight away from uh, you know challenging for a title again. So this is huge. Um, and you know he's considered the underdog. Uh, against this guy, you know, Dan's had sort of mixed performances of, of late, but you know, it doesn't take much. A couple of adjustments, and uh, Hooker will be back. Obviously, also we've got um, Alex Volkanovski fighting Yair Rodriguez, defending his title as well. There, so there's plenty of interest in in that international fight week for us. Always great to catch up with you, Mike, uh, previewing uh, tonight's action and what's uh, coming up. Fantastic uh, information there. Uh, nice to know that those camps are heading in a positive direction. Uh, thanks for your time. Uh, we look forward to Joe tonight. Cheers, guys. Thank you.